0: Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray this message helps you connect to God as you find your place, reveal your purpose, and unlock your potential. Let's head live to Pastor Chris for today's powerful message. You know, I was just thinking about that. When I said I want you to go with me to Hebrews 11, I got some stuff I want to share, but you know, I really i am thinking about this. I want to share this right now because, man, Hebrews 11:1. 1, um, you got. We were talking about the title deed a couple so we, couple of weeks ago, and Hebrews eleven one. Y'all know what it says. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. Praise me to God. So get the Hebrews eleven one. We'll look at that, and then once we get there, now faith. Now I want you to see this though. Now faith is what? It's the substance, right? It's the substance of things what? hope for. My God in heaven. Come on. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. It's the evidence of things, what? Not seen. Okay? For by it, the elders obtained a good report. Through faith, we understand that the world's refrained by the word of God, so that the things which are seen are not made of things which do appear. In verse 4, he starts specifically giving us understanding of faith in operation and what it produced. By faith. Abel offered up to God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain. Okay? So now watch this. So now it starts telling on itself. By which he obtained a witness he was righteous. Okay? So watch this. So faith empowers your righteous position as much as righteousness empowers your faith position. Okay? So he, Abel, was considered what? Righteous by his actions. Cain was not. That's why God said, Sin's lying at the door, his desires take you. Why is your continence fallen? See what I'm saying? So, what I need you to see is Abel's faith equaled righteous position. Now, Abe, Abel and these guys weren't made righteous. Me and you are. So faith finds one of its strongest um, um, access points through revelation of righteousness. So when you understand you're righteous, you understand God is not trying to hold anything back to you in faith. See that? So you got, you got, you got to see that now. Did that make sense? So Abel offered unto God, let's look at verse 4 and they'll see it. So Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained witness that he was righteous. God testified of his gifts, and yet him being dead, yet speaking. So he still had a voice after he was gone. But here's the thing. What did faith reveal about Abel? He was righteous or in right standing with God because he what? he and the earth moved in faith and did what God asked him to do based upon bring me what I want. So when you follow the instruction of the earth through faith principles, you equal righteousness. Right standing with God. Right standing with God now for the New Testament believer is we're in right standing with God now. Now our action of faith is so strong because there's nothing God doesn't want to do for you. There's nothing God hasn't given you. And it, 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 took more faith to, it took more faith for Abel to believe God for a sacrifice than it's going to take me and you for miracles in the earth with God. I'm telling you, because we've been made righteous. We don't have to achieve righteousness. We are righteous. Now you just work in righteousness. Okay? Now, watch this. This is good. Enoch was translated that he should not see death and that he was, it was not found because God translated him. Okay? So Enoch walked right off the face of the earth. He's the only guy that ever did that. He just walked right off the face of the earth. They don't know where that joker went. Enoch just took off. Boom. He translated him. He was here one minute, and boom, he just vanished the next. He didn't die. He just stepped right over. Okay? So whatever, man, if we step over or whatever. You know, with the world we're living in, I mean, every day it seems like You know, prophecies are coming to pass. It's kind of scary. Not in a weird way, but it's kind of like, you know, we used to talk about these days and be like, oh, when this and that happens, we're getting closer to the end. And then it wouldn't really pan out. You know what I mean? Like, it'd be like, well, when this happens and that happens, then you're, no, now it's like, it's happening right before your eyes, man. It's like, that's happening and that's happening. And then I really got my own theories about some stuff. And three of the things that I said, literally this morning, I was telling Pastor Liz, three of the things that I said that I felt had to happen, literally, one, one, one was on the head of the news, right? The next one was um, was yeah, uh, a one-world currency was almost being implemented governmently, because I really feel like some of that, some of that currency that's out there is going to basically fail. And it's going to be a great opportunity for someone to rise in and have a bright idea, that's really antichrist. And go, oh, I got an idea. Let's do this. And there was one other thing that started to happen. Oh yeah, it was right. It was. It was, it was three things. The nuclear thing I spoke about. I really felt it was. It was the next day, and I'm going, can you believe this stuff? So line alignment. Now we're praying against all of it, and we don't have to worry about it. But like I can say, it's scary. It's not scary for us draw, what, rede- look up for your redemption, redemption draw nigh. But what I'm saying is, it's like, wow, what if that happened, and that happened, and that, ha- and it starts happening, and you're like, well, there ain't no stopping the happenings, man. I'm getting a little bit like, what's going on? Don't freak out, but have some faith. You know, he said this, he said, when he comes to the earth, can he, will he find faith? As long as you stay in faith, man, you're fine. Okay? But look at verse six. But without faith, it is impossible to please him For he that come with the God must believe that he is. I'm going to say he is God. Right? In a degree. But wait a minute. Is he saying he's God? Well, you wouldn't go to him if he wasn't God. So let's read it like this. But without faith it's impossible to please God. For he that come with the God must believe that he is. And that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. I think we've got to get a concept of understanding that God is a rewarder. Not that he's God. Why would you go to him if he wasn't God? I wouldn't go to him if I didn't think he was God. Would you? So maybe I got to get an understanding of him being a rewarder. Great. Now watch what starts happening. He starts talking about Noah got warned to God, saved the flood. Abraham got called out and claimed his inheritance. And he starts talking about Sarah received a promise and was delivered delivered a child. She considered him faithful. Right? Some of these guys died in faith, not receiving the promise, but afar off. But it was close. Abraham, when he was tried, he offered up Isaac. Uh, Isaac was blessed. Jacob was blessed. Joseph was blessed by faith. Moses, and I'm just paraphrasing all this, was born. He was hid by faith. Moses, come after years, he he, he chose to suffer and esteem the reproach, right? Through faith, they kept the Passover. By faith they passed through the Red Sea. Look at 11.28, I mean 11.29. By faith, Hebrews 11.29, by faith they passed through the Red Sea. See what he's saying? He's saying it took faith to pass that Red Sea. When the Egyptians drowned. By faith, look at verse 30, the walls of Jericho fell down. See this? By faith, Harlot, Rahab, perished not with them that believed not. She was spared. Spies. She was a piece Now watch verse 32. You see these people? Jericho fell. Walls went down. Now watch verse 32. And what shall I say? Because I don't have enough time to tell you of Gideon, Barak, Samson, Japhne, David, Samuel, all the prophets. See that? He said, "They all use faith." Now, watch verse thirty-three. Who through faith? What they do with faith? They subdued kingdoms. They worked righteousness. They obtained promises. Daniel stopped the mouths of lions. That's what stopped that lion was faith. Everybody thinks, "Well, Daniel was specially anointed." You know, Daniel had faith when he went in the den. They quenched the violence of fire, escaped the sword, by faith. Out of weakness were made strong, by faith. They were strong and valiant in fight, by faith. They turned the fight of the armies of aliens, that demonic forces, by faith. Women received their dead, raised life again, by faith. Come on. Others were tortured, not escaping deliverance, that they might maintain a better resurrection. They did that by faith. How are you going to die and, and, and for the cause and not have faith? They would have quit. they would have sold out. They were listen to this, others had trial of mockings. They were stoned verse 37. How are you going to get stoned to death if you don't have faith? How are you going to be sawn asunder without faith? Slain? Destitute, afflicted, wandered in the desert, wandered in the end. All these obtained a good report through faith. 39. Some didn't even receive the promise. Because they what? It, they, they outran the promise. Oh, my God in heaven. I'm telling you, man, you get a revelation that their lifespan went beyond the timeline of the promise. But guess what? They stood in faith, not obtaining the promises, and stepped over in the glory. I guarantee you, when you get to heaven, you are going to get their stuff. You know what I'm saying? That kind of faith that, I don't even care if I see it in the earth, I'm going to see it. Man. Faith. Obtain promises. This is more than just getting stuff. If you ain't got faith, you're going to compromise in the earth. If you ain't got faith, you're gonna quit on this stuff. You know what I'm saying? You guys know what I mean. Look at this. So here, we've been looking at this, and I kind of like it because you gotta understand something. Faith. Mm, this seed cannot say this. The seed of this word cannot fail. And you got to get the right image. Because I've been saying this, right? These guys, faith was more than just obtaining promises. Does that make sense? Faith was more than just getting your prayers answered. Faith is the position of the believer in the earth. Faith, when they got stoned to death, they didn't compromise. When they got sawn asunder, they didn't compromise. When Daniel could have compromised, he did not allow himself to compromise, but instead he was thrown in a lions. You wouldn't, you wouldn't let nobody throw you in a lion's Then, if you didn't have no faith. You'd be eaten by lions. You know what I'm saying? So what is faith showing us? An inability of compromise. You're unable to compromise. When you're strong in faith, you ain't gonna compromise this stuff, and that's the big thing. So this is the things you gotta get ears to hear about because, man, I'm telling you what, God and his words are so important, and faith is so important. It's the substance of things that, what? It's the substance of things hoped for. It's the substance that will never fail, faith. Faith don't fail. Man, I'll tell you what, look at this. Problem is this, you commingle your seed because you're not careful watching your mouth. Okay? Okay? Don't mess with the seed. Don't dilute it with your mouth. Don't undo it. So now faith comes by hearing. And one of the big things you do when you hear is you got to accept what you hear to be truth. But if you reject, if you become a rejecter because you don't have understanding, you're going to mess this up. And I do not want you doing that. So here's the thing, right? The word of God, okay, brings faith. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word. When the word of God shows up, you and I have to make a decision. Are we going to accept it or are we going to reject what we hear? Okay? When you reject what you hear, faith stops. And you have to hear again for faith to come. Faith must be received. Okay? So now you say, well, Pastor Chris, I've received it. Yes. But you cannot dilute the seed by the wrong words coming out of your mouth. Don't mess with the seed. See, most people accept the seed to be truth. And then March chapter 4 takes its place. Affliction, persecution, care of the world, all that stuff comes. Right? But if you're not careful, you'll, you'll mingle the seed or dilute it with your mouth. And that's dangerous. So do not say anything contrary to what you believe. Now, the problem is most of you are speaking what you believe. That right there is a miracle revelation. Hear what I said. Most of you are speaking what you believe, and that's the problem. Now, that'll sink in. Pastor Chris, I thought I was supposed to, I thought I was supposed to speak what I believe. You are, but when your beliefs are wrong, we got problems. So you're speaking what you believe, but what you believe might not be the truth. So I have to qualify from what I'm getting ready to believe and ask myself, am I allowed to believe that? Because if I'm not allowed to believe that, I can't accept that, I gotta reject that, and until I become a rejecter of what I do not need to believe, I'm probably gonna grab on the things I should not be believing, and the next thing you know, they're creating the world I live in, and then you start framing your world with words. You cannot frame your world with words, come on, that are connected to unbelief or not right. So here's what I'm saying. Man, your desire, okay, need to be created from the Word of God. I'm telling you, babe, mingled seed does not produce after its own kind. You know, Leviticus 19, 19. It's kind of a weird place to go, but let's go there. I can read it probably in a different translation, but this is where I got that from. Leviticus 19, 19. Somebody's going to say, what in the heaven? I thought you don't read the book of Leviticus. Okay? He talks about keeping his statues. You shall keep my statues. Thou shalt not let... Now just go slow. I'm going to read it in a different translation, please. Right? Let the cattle, right, gender with the diverse kind. He's saying, don't mingle the cattle. Now shall none sow thy field with mingled seed, neither shall a garment mingled of linen and woolen come upon thee. What is he saying? He's producing an understanding of do not mingle things. Okay? And your field. Why? It doesn't give you a good harvest. Okay? You shall not let your domestic animals breed with different kinds of animals. You shall not sow your field with mixed seed neither wear a garment. What are you saying? If you get linen and will and mix it together, it's not going to be as good a garment. If you get seed one kind and another, it's not going to be good. Stop mingling your seed and don't mess with it. Does that make sense? Like don't you don't get a good harvest. Now I'm a far, I'm not a farmer, man, but you know what I'm saying? If you start mixing these cattle up and you got the you don't have the right kind, you don't have a, I bought our first dog right? Was a pure breed. Okay. Now I could have went and got, I could have went, you know, to the pound. There's nothing wrong with a pound dog. I'm not trying to be that guy. Relax, calm down. But I, would, I didn't know what to do. And my buddy was into him and he said, listen, he said, you got to go get the dog like this. And I said, well, what does that mean? He said, you got to go get a pure breed. I said, well, how much is this going to cost me? He said a whole lot more than a pound dog. I said, here we go. Right? So I was like looking at these dogs. I was like, I don't want to buy a car, dude. This thing's like, what is It's a dog, dude, right? But look, just hear me. So then the one I looked at, and it wasn't that crazy. And then we looked at this dog, and it was like, okay, on one side of the bloodline was a champion. On the other side of the bloodline was a champion. And by the time they worked this dog down, it has not been mixed. It was not mingled with anything else. See, that's what happened was a lot of these breeds have been co-mingled with other breeds, and now you got a mutt. Okay? If you leave the if you leave the bloodline right, you got a champion. How much you know the muck costs 50 bucks. There's, just chill out and get the understanding. Don't mix and mingle. See what I'm saying? So what am I saying? Mingled seed cannot produce after its kind. Okay? God instructed Israel not to sow mingled seed. Don't tamper. Many people sow mingled seed. Why? Uh, I know sometimes God does it. Shut your mouth. I know sometimes God heals. I know sometimes God will make you sick. God will not make you sick. Don't try to take that little clip out and say I said something. I didn't say nothing. God will sometimes prosper you. God will sometimes and then or you mingle your mouth with this, right? Uh, it's like almost a hybrid kind of talking. You know what I'm saying? It's different. Like, oh, you went your church, folks. you go, bless God, highly favored, Holy Spirit, anointing. Or pressure shows up. Man, come on. Come on. Come on. You cannot vacillate between the two. You ever have this? Well, you know. You know, the Lord rebuked me just a little while ago. Like, you know what I mean by a rebuke? You give me a little check. This really happened to me. You want to hear something? You want to hear a good one? You'll like it. Grant's going to love this. Like, I wanted to go do something. And I was kind of waiting for stuff to happen before I did it. You know what I mean? Like, I was like, I'm going to go do this. And God's like, it was funny. It was really kind of comical. He said, that ain't faith. I said, what you mean? He said, that ain't faith. You're waiting for something to happen before you do something. You got to go do it, and then it'll happen. So I said, all right, bump it. I said, I'm going to do it. So I went. I did what I did. I did like I do. Something happened, and God said, go and see that, and when you see that, it's going to give you the answer you need. I seen it, and it was exactly what I needed to pull off everything I needed to accomplish. Now, that's very vague, because I'm not giving you a lot of details, because I don't want to blow all you out of the water. But what I was saying was, I purposed in my heart to say, I want to go do this. I want that. I want to go do this. I want to. And I was waiting for it to happen. You know, you're like, well, you're waiting. It'll happen. And God's like, that ain't faith. You go do it, okay? And then after you do it, it will come. Because faith believes it receives before it shows up. I said, there you go. And then he did it. That's the same thing here. You do this. Well, I know he's a healer. Then you can't go out there and start talking like he's not. Well, I know he wants to bless me. You can't walk around a sneaker shop saying you broke. Be quiet, man. The other day I went. I flipped them sneakers. I'll tell you what I was looking at, man. We were looking at those. Um, it was insane, dude. They were $2,200. I said, I ain't buying They're ugly. But I just was flipping. I'm flipping. I said, a pair of sneakers, $2,200. Because I was looking at those. Um, you know those. Uh, he knows what I'm talking about. I'll tell him later. But anyway, there they were like these, these things. And I was like, my God in heaven, dude. $2,200. I said, I ain't buying. Like, these ain't red bottoms, bro. These are like Nikes. Chill out right? And I looked and I said, wow, man. I was like, look at that. You think I went in there and said, well, you can't afford that? No, man. Just shut. Don't tell nobody. Else. Just I, we looked at them. I them said, $2,200. I said, they ugly, but I ain't stopped my, I am not going to say I ain't buying them. Why? Stop speaking negative. Well, you know, that Lamborghini costs half a million bucks. Just be quiet. Don't say you can't afford it. Don't say you can't afford nothing. Stop undoing the blessing. Don't go over there like, oh, gas. Gas is $5. Freak out. Not. Stop. Do not say negative things about prosperity. You cannot do it. I can't live there. Why not? Why not you? Now, everybody says, you, well, you're talking about money. I'm talking about your mouth, man. No, nothing good happens for me. There ain't no good girls or boys. Stop talking, man. Positive. God bless me. God, look, man. God will send it from the other side of the world to find me because I'm that precious to him. How about that mentality? Come on, right? Somebody right now is putting a bow on my stuff and getting ready to deliver it to me. I feel the Holy Ghost in that one. You know what I'm saying? Right? It's a good positive. It makes you feel better. Right? It makes you feel better. Like, no, man, ain't no good gonna happen for me stop mingling your seed God said you're blessed God said oh my my I got a battle well you're gonna win he always causes me to win that's what you got to stop you got to do this because the, the, the system of religion jacked everybody up I love that man I'm gonna write a book breaking your stained glass window so if is so if faith is the substance of things. Ooh, man. You know, I'm, I, I got this thing here, right? Like a copy machine, this was good. You know, um, I heard this, this was so good. You know, a copy machine of, uh, copy machines, they ever, you know, like pixels, like pictures, like let's do this, Forget, we don't even really know anything about copy machines, but I know about lumens. You know, these projectors use lumens. That camera is like 4K, right? You know what I mean? You get for you got lumens and light, and the expense of the camera is based upon how much light pixels they could shoot through there, right? So, check this out. So, it gets it's like a, a it's, it's an image that light gets pressed through it, the bright light comes. And basically produces the image and the, the more lumens you get. Like if you get a thousand lumen projector, it's only so clear. If you get a 10,000 lumen projector, it's only so clear. If you get a 30,000, right? And then you got these ultra thing, and then like you get the wall, it's 150 grand, man. So you start going, well, you get what you pay for. But just like with the same principle of light exposure, that's you. If you can get so much light exposure to brand this image upon your heart, you will not say anything different than it. You will not think anything different than it. That is why it's so important as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. So you cannot allow loose seed to find, to find a planting position in your heart that cannot produce the right kind of harvest. So take a personal inventory and go, how's my mouth? So do an inventory of your mouth this week. But it's like great, Pastor Chris. Really appreciate you. Right? Look at 1 Peter one twenty three. Well, my grandma, she always talked, bro. Well, I don't care to tell grandma. You ain't got to tell grandma nothing. Just don't be grandma. 1 Peter one twenty three. Look what he says there. It says incorruptible seed. Be born again not of what corruptible seed, but of incorruptible by the word of God which liveth and abideth forever. Come on somebody. God's word's incorruptible seed. The seed will never fail. Oh, hallelujah. This seed cannot fail. But, you know, what you do or don't do with that seed is the only difference that can cause it to produce failure. Did you get that? The seed can't fail. It ain't working. Man, that'll give you a new concept If it ain't working. That's because you ain't using it right. Let me ask. Okay, stop. Okay, watch this. If the seed cannot fail. what you can't. So then what's the problem? What's the production failure? Can't be the seed. It's what you're doing with the seed. So if you ain't using the seed right, or you're plugging it in in the dirt and picking it out and plugging it in and picking it out and plugging it in and picking it out, then what are you doing? You're messing it up. Whose fault that? Now I'm it, I'm, it, I'm giving you a minute to let it marinate. But guess what? Your mouth attracts the blessing or the curse, man. There's a side of this. Your mouth. Ooh, yeah. You know what I mean? I'm. I'm. I'm, I'm just. I'm just telling you what the Bible says. Stay away from that, man. Don't tamper with this seed. Don't say nothing different than God said. Remember we talked about being fully persuaded last week? You got to get to the place of full persuasion, man. You can't stop on this. I want to read this thing to you, man. I found this thing. And I like I like the way it explains. Because you understand, you got to have this substance going, man. Your words. Remember we started this in... Um, Let's go to Luke. let's take this. Let's look at this, okay? Because we talked about this, and then next week we'll talk about how words really, really are important to serve you. But let's look at this: um, how God has produced the word of God in Luke 17. Okay, the disciples came to him in verse five. Okay. Now, I think when you get a revelation in this, you'll see it. Okay? Because your words are working for you. They're supposed to be. Now, I'm going to read it in the King James, and then I want to look at it in the Passion, because I really want you to see this in the Passion. All right? And then we're going to pick up, we'll pick up on this for a little bit. Okay? So it says, in the King James, and then we're going to look at King James first, and then we're going to look at the Passion. The the Apostles said unto the Lord, increase our faith. We were here, remember a couple weeks ago during Faith Summit? And the Lord said, hey, look, man, if you had faith as a grain of a mustard seed, you might say into this sick of mine. Now that, that got to me, I could stop right there and preach for three hours. If you had faith, everybody starts talking about the grain size. No, you might say, So that's got me nervous to begin with, because he's saying, just because you got faith don't mean you're saying nothing. You might say, Pastor Chris, you're just becoming too literal. Well, that's the Bible. You might say. Because man, I'm telling you now, most people's faith ain't moving their mouth. Be thou plucked up by the root, be thou planted in the sea, and it should obey you. Now I'm gonna say something here. What should obey you? The tree? Not faith. Because the product of my faith is going to change. Now, he's giving an example. Now, this is me going in me. This is me. This is PC. I'll eat it if I'm wrong, but I don't think I am. Just catch me. He said, increase our faith. Jesus just starts teaching. He said, look, if you sit in that mulberry tree, be thou plucked up by the root, And go, I ain't throwing, look, bro, I ain't chucking no mulberry tree in no fire, wherever he put it. What do I care about a mulberry tree? I don't even know if I've ever seen a mulberry tree. He's teaching principles. Whatever it is, it will obey you because you got faith. You see this? And then he goes on to break it down. What are you having a servant Plowing or feeding, seven, cattle, was saying to him, hey, when you come from the field, just take a break, go sit down and have dinner. Or would you rather say to him, make my dinner first and serve me, and then when I'm done, then you go eat because he works for you. Do you thank that servant because he did the things he commanded? No, man. So it's like, okay, you're an, you're, you're, you're an employee or you're, you're an employer, right? He said, look, are you going to say to the guy that works on the job? He's picking and shoveling today. You go, hey, nah, bro. You know what? You chill out. You sit over there. Let me go pick and shovel and you take a break. No, you ain't doing that. That joker's picking and shoveling and he gets done and then there's more work to do. You tell him sit down and chill out take a break, and you go do the work, and then, no, you say, go finish the job, and then you chill out. That's what I'm paying you for. Now, go slow, understand what I'm saying here. He's saying, no, he said, it goes and does what it's supposed to do, and you don't get all happy just because he does what he was told to do. Basically, what is he saying? He's saying, faith is your servant. Now, go to the the Passion, and you're going to look at this, and Luke 17, 5, you're going to see this, and when you see this, it'll probably change your life, if you listen to me. Now, it reads a little different, and I understand that, and it's Okay. Okay. Upon hearing this, the apostles said to Jesus, Lord, increase the measure of our faith. Now get this, Jesus said and responded, if you even have the smallest measure of authentic faith, it would be more powerful enough, it would be powerful enough to say to this large tree, my faith will pull you up by the roots and throw you into the sea and it will respond to your faith and obey you. What's it responding to? Your faith. Look what he says. Jesus continued. After a servant has finished his work in the field or with livestock, he doesn't mean he sit down, and relax, and eat. No, a true servant prepares the food for his master and makes sure his master has served his meal before he sits down to eat his own. Does that true servant expect to be thanked for doing what is required of him? So learn this lesson. Okay? After doing all this is commanded of you, simply say, we are mere servants, undeserving of special praise, for we are just doing what is expected of us and fulfilling our duties. See what he's saying? He's saying, look, he saying, but he's talking about the element of faith. He said, you guys are not some supernatural special kind of guys, but you have faith to do a super special job. Faith's ready to go to work. What have you been allowing your faith to work on? Oh my God in heaven. Have you been mingling your mouth? What have you been giving faith a project to work on? Now next week, because I, I, I don't want to get in on this, next week we're going to be talking about how your words are meant to serve you. Your words are your servant. I'm telling you, man, when you start understanding this, it's going to clear your mouth. And Pastor, you're going know, to say, Pastor, why in heaven, we making so much um, distinction about um, words? Because you got to realize something about this stuff. Um, words are one of the quickest ways to release faith. And if you don't know how to release it, because it's the action side. You know how he said, faith without works is dead you are not going to have the the work of words is the release of faith so first time you do this is this you're going to um i think before you do something you say it so your first initial action of words being released is 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 your first response of faith being released so faith doesn't get released until Words get released. So you could have a whole bunch of beliefs and not release them. They don't do you no good. So the action side of, so beliefs have to be formed. So we spend a whole lot of your time forming beliefs, forming beliefs. Do you believe Jesus is God? Do you believe Jesus died on a cross? Do you believe Jesus, and I'm not, I'm just, do you believe Jesus is a healer? Do you believe he's going to do this? Do you believe Jesus? Yes, 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 yes. Well, that ain't doing you no good, but great, you believe. The Bible says you can believe he's God and not confess and die and go to hell. That's what he said when he got, he got a little perturbed with them, religious people, when he said this. He said, you believe, but you have not confessed, and therefore they didn't make it into the kingdom. So that what good is believing Jesus Christ is Lord, but you don't accept him through what? So how do you release beliefs? Words. The number one thing is words. So when words go out, they're belief releasers. Good or bad, positive death and life is in the power of the tongue. And then your body basically goes where your tongue puts it. So your words are a whole lot more important than you realize. And if you're not careful, you'll, you'll, you'll cheat on your words. And you'll hold back and mingle your life. Really good stuff, man. This is where people mess it up. Because then you say, well, what about actions? I think it's thought, I think it's think. First it's think, then it's say, then it's do. I don't think the doing is the first response to the hearing. At all. I think you you calculate and come up with conclusions, and then you act. So you got to understand where these things are coming from. So we're going to clean up your mouth, and when we clean up your mouth, we're going to change your life. I promise you it's true, it's the only way to do it. Praise the Lord. All right, let me pray for you. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for each and every person listening to the sound of my voice. I thank you, Lord, that they they not only hear me, but they're making the life adjustments. They're going to watch their words. They're going to carry their faith. They're going to keep guard over their mouth. And they are going to produce the supernatural blessings that you have for them. Father, I thank you for keeping them. God, I thank you for quickening them. I thank you for letting them see that faith is more than just obtaining promises. It's protection. It's life. It's, It's the key to overcoming obstacles. Every time we maybe felt like we, it was too much, our faith was probably in jeopardy. So Father, I just thank you that you give our great, greatest level of understanding who you are in faith so we could achieve the greatest goals you have for us. Thank you for blessing them. Thank you for keeping them. And thank you for prospering them and empowering them. And Father, I thank you that people are coming from the north, the south, the east, and the west to learn these powerful truths of your word. We will lift you up and you will draw all men into you. We thank you, Father. We love you, we bless you, and we praise your holy name. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. And everybody said amen. Well, praise the Lord, guys. Man, it's an exciting time. Easter's right around the corner. Can you believe it's April? We're stepping into April, and we are getting ready for Easter at Relevant. It's going to be awesome. So don't forget, start inviting somebody now and get ready. we got an outreach the, Sunday, the Saturday before Easter to the communities. We've got the Easter bunnies going to be showing up at Walmart, praise be to God, we are doing some stuff around here, and you're going to want to be in the know. Amen? Praise the Lord. And you might just even be able to see the Easter bunny, too. I promise you it's going to be great. And don't send me a letter about the Easter bunny. We know it's about Jesus, but Jesus made bunnies, too. Come on, somebody. Amen? Just remember, I love you. We're praying for you. It's going to be a great season. And remember, springtime is here, and it's more than spring. It's more than this. It's more than a holiday. It's about Him the resurrection and the life who gave us eternal life. Let's go glorify him before everybody and let them know we serve a loving God. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarnum. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, you can visit us at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. Thanks for listening.